welcome to Home Space and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you know your home could be so much more than it is, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. I'm a realtor in Portland, Oregon, and a home functionality coach. I geek out on every subject imaginable regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your space differently to get the most out of every square foot. I post questions for you to think through about your space and your reason. This podcast is all positive, offering you virtual fist bumps and celebrating every win. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best. Follow along on social media under the handle Space and Reason. Today, I'd like to talk about the space that doesn't get used. One of the interesting things I discovered about my husband is when I spoke to him about where he thought he'd like more space, his answer was our primary bedroom. And I said, why is that? And he said, well, because I just wish there was more of like a seating area. And I said, have you ever sat in your primary bedroom when you had a bigger room to sit in where that was an option? He said, no. I said, then why do you feel like you need more space? And he said, no, I just feel like if it were bigger, it would feel more luxurious. I would like to challenge that thought and say, if you're using every single square foot to its best and highest purpose, it feels so good. Giving every space a reason is my most favorite thing. It does not mean filling it with stuff. It means that if you have a formal dining room, let's say it never gets used, and be very honest with yourself here, some people in their heads, they think they use it, and when they actually calculate the number of times they've used it in a year, it can be like one, maybe Thanksgiving. So really think about that and challenge your answer. It would be a good idea to start examining why and go about methodically exploring that. Could it be arranged differently so you dine in there more often? Or when you have company over, maybe you linger in the kitchen and avoid this other formal space. Could it be too formal? Um, Could it be that the flow doesn't work? Continue on throughout the rooms in your home It would be even more awesome if you could wander around your house while you're listening to this podcast. And think of them, each room, with a critical eye and a growth mentality. By critical, I don't mean for you to be hard on yourself. No, no, no. I mean for you to examine the space like a scientist. What was this space originally intended for? Did I fill it with things to support that? And if I did and we're still not using it for that intended purpose, why could this space be used more often for a completely different purpose? Another angle and another thing that you can think about, another way at this, is to think about what you aspire to become next. Envision your best life. What does it look like? 
So whatever that vision is, do your surroundings in your home or your yard support that, that best life? If you want to publish your first book, for example, do you have a place that you absolutely love to write? A place that encourages your creativity, beckons you in? If your partner desires, I don't know, maybe a more healthy existence, have you made room for a bike? Maybe they could commute by bike to work if they've expressed this interest. Or maybe, maybe you want to sign up for a cooking class to learn how to meal prep, whatever it takes. But remove the obstacles and irritants that are getting in the way of fulfilling that wish. Your home either supports you or it discourages you. When I did the exercise of envisioning my best life, I thought of myself on a tropical vacation in a hammock on a beach. Then, because I was quiet and I could pull on that thread a little bit more, I considered, why do I have to be on vacation to enjoy a hammock? Well, we have a tiny yard with no large trees to tie a hammock to. So maybe I should squash that, eh? But no... I realized this could be a a really fun puzzle because I'm just geeky like that, but B, a fun focal point in our yard, something that was worth going down a rabbit hole for. I found a fabulous hammock on Oprah's list of favorite things, and they offered a hammock rated to hold 500 pounds, and this meant my entire family of three could fit in it together. We could do like story time there. It would be cool enough that my son as a teenager might even hang out in there. I mean, he's six now, but at some point he's gonna be a teenager and we're not planning on going anywhere anytime soon. The more I stewed on it, the more I thought about it, the more I was convinced that this was an idea worth pursuing. I sketched out a rough draft on a giant sheet of paper of what the structure might look like and then imagined how I could make it do extra duty. What dual purpose things could I add? How about a shelf for a mosquito repelling candle and maybe another shelf under it to hold blankets for chilly evenings? What if I set that top shelf at countertop height So when we have parties outdoors, we could pull up two bar stools and people could actually eat there like a countertop. Ah! My heart like exploded. I love dual purpose things. Wouldn't it be cool to have a planter on one end and lure in hummingbirds with their favorite flower plant? Yes. Oh my God. Freak out mode. The tooth fairy brings my son a fairy garden item every time he loses a tooth. So maybe this planner could be dual purpose to also be his fairy garden. Maybe we could even plant something edible in there as well. Oh my God, so much fun. And so it was, and it's done. I will post pictures of this delightful structure on a blog post that you can refer to on my website. And likewise, I can't wait to hear about what you're dreaming about. What does your best life entail? I'm happy to report. I sometimes lay out there, listen to my audiobooks or fall asleep, admire the stars and have long chats with my husband in the summer. 
I'll scratch that idea up as one big high five to myself and my family. But now it's your turn. I love to celebrate the success of others. Here's some questions for you for this episode. As always, when you hear this music, grab a piece of paper and a pen. Go to the area that you feel like you use the least. The biggest one that comes to mind when I'm talking about what area do you have that doesn't get used. Write down the name of that room. Now think about, do we use the whole room, part of the room, a corner of the room? Do I have frustrations about this space? If so, list them. We'll come back to it. Just think about what frustrates you about this space. Do I like how it feels? If not, how could I change it so the areas that aren't being used get used more? Paring down the amount of stuff you have can help. It can help better fit the vision for your life, which likely includes more peace, more meaningful experiences. Part of that means if you have a dining room that's never been used, get rid of the table by gifting it to someone who really needs it. Get rid of the obligatory hanging light, the chandelier above the table, and it could become a multi-purpose space that can change as your family's needs change. When you get rid of the big table, if it never gets used, and you get rid of the chandelier, the space stops feeling like a formal dining room. Think on it. Let it marinate. I mean, maybe your dining room gets used all the time. I'm simply giving an example of how you can process through a space. How can it be best used for my family to bring us together or facilitate our hobbies? Do my kids need a study space? Um, Do I need a yoga space? Do I want to brew kombucha? Do I want to put my toe in the water of the business that I've been thinking of starting? Might that space be used to start those dreams? Now, before filling your newly empty space, here's another thing I want to put in your head. Purchase only items that you truly love, that have been carefully curated by you over time, and that mean something to you, versus settling for immediate gratification at the store or online shopping just to fill the space. And then, don't just think about today. How might my family look differently in a few years from now? And how might they use it then? I'm not asking you to predict the future. I just want you to simply acknowledge that every family has seasons. And even if the number of people under the roof stays the same, we morph as humans, we grow, and your six-year-old becomes a 10-year-old, or you add people to your family, what you need now will likely be something different. The space can and should morph again. Now with this new idea that you have in mind, I want you to go back to your list of things that made you crazy about this space 
And would this new concept eliminate those things that rubbed you the wrong way? Would it change the way the room flows? Would it change the way the room feels? Put your new idea up against that old list of things that bothered you about your space and make sure they're all addressed. We don't always need to move and buy bigger homes and add more square footage because sometimes you can just rethink your space. I totally understand that there's a time for bigger. I I get it. I am totally on board. But sometimes what you have is great and it could just be tweaked and you don't have the headache and the expense of the move. I challenge you to think about what you have and how it can serve you differently, better, through different seasons of your life. Take a few minutes when you're feeling overwhelmed, because I know this is a lot. Get quiet, listen to your inner voice without the TV or music on. Sit in a space in your home that you've never sat. Different perspective gives you different perspective, funny enough. Right along with the smart use of space, it's worth mentioning smart uses of time. And because I'm all about automation, I wanted to read you a text a client of mine recently sent over because I love to celebrate successes with other people. Here's her text. I fought tooth and nail about not getting a Roomba for this house. My husband was adamant about it, but he's a techie guy and likes gadgets, and I kind of just poo-pooed it. And they're expensive, but I found one on Amazon Prime Day, and it was half price, and I was like, fine, let's just get it. And I love it. I can program it from my phone. It cleans every single space downstairs and I don't have to do it. What seemed so silly and frivolous has freed up so much time and I don't have to grumble about the constant dog hair everywhere. Its home base lives under the bench in my mudroom so I don't even have to look at it. And when it's time to clean, it just rolls itself out and it takes care of business. Thank you, my friend, for that text. Do you know who you are? I've met people who have had robot vacuums previously, and once they broke, they didn't replace them. A lot has changed since the first Roomba hit the market in 2002. They are actually smarter. They don't keep running into walls like your flashbacks may suggest. How much time do you currently spend vacuuming? If you're a pet and kid-free household, maybe not much. However, if you spend time every few days with that reoccurring task, you might consider it. Do something more enjoyable with the time you just saved. Buying that robot vacuum. There's never a day you're going to say, geez, I wish I had spent more time vacuuming. So consider letting automation handle this one. I'll link to an article that has tried and reviewed many, many robot vacuums. I'll put it down in the podcast notes. 
When you buy a home with a realtor who is also a home functionality coach, you get the added value of an expert to think through how the space can be used to its best and highest potential, specific to the needs, passions, and values of your family. If you're thinking of buying or selling, I have that dual expertise. When I list a home, I stage it to make sense out of odd spaces so you get the most out of your investment. If you'd like more thoughts and visuals on home space and reason, sign up for my email newsletter, Little Bits of Home Functionality. It comes just once a week and is intentionally short. As usual, I pose questions for you to think through about your space and your reason. Find the link to sign up in the podcast notes and join me on social media by searching for the handle space and reason. Thanks for sitting in on this conversation about creating a home that thrives. I'll meet you back here for the next episode.